Hey, happy Tuesday. Welcome to season three of Coaching Minds Podcast Tools for Greatness. This season will be coming to you each week with tools that you can use to be great, whether it's in competition, at work, or just any other area of your life. This will apply to you, I guarantee it. Today, we're going to be talking about improving your physical and mental toughness. This season is sponsored by ProX. ProX is the premier multi sport training destination in the Midwest that hosts sports performance sports rehab, and physical therapy, as well as sports-specific instruction programming for baseball, softball, football, golf, and more. ProX puts everything an athlete needs under one roof, just like the pros. The focus at ProX is maximizing the development and potential of every athlete in all areas while keeping health at the forefront. For more information, check out ProXAthlete.com. Welcome to the Coaching Minds Podcast, helping you overcome obstacles so you can reach and achieve more. Here are your hosts, Ben and Zeke. Today, we've got Dr. Jamie Gordon joining us. Jamie is a doctor of physical therapy, certified athletic trainer, and certified strength and conditioning coach. He serves as the director of athlete development and oversees rehab, speed, strength, and agility training, and skill development activities at ProX, as you heard uh, in our intro. ProX does it all. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Jamie, we've heard... Uh, a parent or a coach tell us that we need to be uh, physically tougher, right? We, we hear that all the time, or maybe it's even mentally tougher. But in your expertise, what does that really mean? Um, I think in general, it's a tolerance to adversity. It could be a mental thing where, you know, it starts to rain and the field conditions aren't ideal. So you need to be mentally tough to be able to handle those. That's an it's a, a obstacle. It's an adverse situation. Um, in let's say you're out running or you're doing cross country or track and you get start to get tired, that's an adverse situation. So it's a, your physical or mental ability to handle adversity essentially. And how how do you how do you think those two play into each other? You know, because obviously at some point there's there's the physical limitations that our body has, but more often than not, it's it's a mental thing that that's kind of holding us back. How how do you see that relationship playing out? Yeah, it's a very interesting connection. Um, I know there's a ton of research out there just about pain perception and and how that affects someone mentally, et cetera. But kind of think about this. If you are cutting up some apples and you slice your finger, you slice your finger and you see blood and you're like, shoot, I cut myself. That Now that really hurts. But if I put that finger and you watched it, you're like, shoot, that's going to hurt as soon as yeah, I cut it. Right. The cut is no different. But your perception and your anticipation of the pain is very, very different. Yeah, that's so true. And and, and then even even outside of sports, getting into the real world, where how does this how does it maybe change from a a physical toughness that's needed on the field or in the weight room to a to a mental toughness that that kind of still takes that same that same amount of fortitude, but just presents itself a little bit differently. Yeah, it's. It's a very interesting question to try to think about because I don't, I don't really don't think you can separate the two. So physical toughness is as relative to your situation as your mental toughness. So typically someone, if someone's truly mentally tough, like sort of a natural sort of thing, it's sort of equated to their pain tolerance. So in the clinic, when I see someone, they say, they tell me they have a really high pain tolerance. Most likely they don't. <laughs> because if you have a high pain tolerance, how do you know? 
Yeah. Because stuff that happens doesn't hurt you. So you don't recognize it. Sure. So then you don't realize that that should have caused pain because I didn't feel the pain when that happened. So they don't equate it as telling someone I have a really high pain tolerance. So sort of a mental sort of thing too. Like it has, you have to recognize that you had a weakness or you had a, a period of not toughness or weakness that has to get better. So then you have to kind of figure out same as anything. How do I get better at that? Is that a perceptual sort of thing? Is that a kind of like we talked about earlier, earlier with the adversity? Do I need to recognize that that's adversity or do I need to just think about something else? So I'm not paying attention to the adversity at all. Right. And so going, going back to season one, episode two, when we talked about the focus cycle, that's, that's kind of where we're going to direct this from here, because that, that's really, that's really kind of the, the starting point to how are we going to fix this and how are we going to improve this? So I love that you brought up the topic, the topic of focus. What, what are you focused on during that difficult adverse? time what what are some some negative things or some things that we don't want to focus on and then in your mind what are some things that we should be focusing on instead well any athlete and it could be just everyday people as well i think it always helps to focus on something that you have some control over so you know if it's raining you have no control over whether it rains or not but you might have control over where you're gonna look if you're a pitcher let's say i'm gonna try to put this fastball on my catcher's right knee that you can focus on that you have control over is the rain hard or soft or coming from the left or right. Like you have no control over that. You actually don't even have any control over if you put that ball where you want it, that the umpire calls a strike or not. Absolutely. So being able to focus on the thing you can focus on, you can control is super important. Ideally, we'd love that to be a positive thing. Right. We don't want someone to say, I'm going to focus on not throwing a a ball. Right. Like I tell our pitchers, especially if when we're working on mechanics and things like that, and they say, Oh, I keep dropping my elbow. I don't tell them to not drop their elbow. I give them something else to focus on. So the analogy I always use if I tell you, don't think about a pink elephant, what did you just think about? (laughs) Right. It's the only thing you can think about. Right. So if I tell, if I want you to not think about a pink elephant and I say, think about a blue leopard. What did you just not think about? Right. The pink elephant. Right. Because you're focused on something else. So you have to give your brain something to replace it with. You just can't be like, oh, don't be mentally weak. Well, now you're already mentally weak because you're worried about being mentally weak. Right. So you have to focus on something that you can control and, you know, and it may be something really, really narrow. You know, it could be something like, you know, the pit telling the pitcher, I want you to focus on a particular spot, not a glove, not a zone, but a particular spot. Yeah. Kind of like a aim small, miss small type of thing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So where does, where does this come in in competition or whatever the situation might be with your self-talk? Is there things that we should say or avoid uh, just with your, your own personal self-talk coming from the toughness standpoint? Well, I think you guys are the experts on the kinds of things that you should say or shouldn't say or whatever. But again, I think it's the kind of your aim small, miss small sort of thing. If you if you're on the T and you're worried about where the water is, that's too broad. Yeah. You need to be focused on I'm going to hit this spot on the ball, and maybe that's something you've done ahead of time. You put a little spot on the ball, and you're going to line the ball up. I know when we do hitting lessons, a lot of times we'll set the ball on a T in a particular way and tell them to hit the inside seams 
or what, you know, and that hopefully that helps. Um, there's a ton of research on motor learning that says that if you have an external focus, that works better. You perform better than an internal focus. So if I'm working with a pitcher, let's say, and I say, raise your elbow up, it works better to say, move your elbow towards the sky. Yeah. So give the sky as an external focus, mm-hmm. as opposed to them trying to read, where is my elbow? Is that up? Is that not up? I don't even know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But and, and sometimes we just got to get we just got to get that little voice in their head to shut up. Yeah, right. I mean the uh, Nick Ferrer who we had on, you know, in, in in season two when I was working with him as a freshman, there there was a practice where he was saying same thing your pitcher was talking about with his elbow, except his was coach. I can't throw a spiral. And so by the point he's externalizing that and he's vocally saying, I can't do this. I mean, that voice in his head has already said it to him 500 <laughs> yeah. times. Yeah. And so now that's all he's focused on and that's all he can think about. And so just asked him if he knew the song, Jesus loves me and said, we'll sing it. And I said, now throw it. And I mean, perfect spiral uh, again, just get your mind off of something else. And just like the, we can't, we can't say, don't focus on this. We also can't just say, well, don't listen to that voice in your head, mm-hmm. but we can say, talk to yourself. And so, you know, that could be something as simple as I can, I will, um, you know, or obviously the go-to statement, which if you want, if you want to learn more about that, go back to season one, episode two, it's, it's a great one. Um, moving on kind of in the focus cycle that with the body in, in your experience, what are just some, you're in the dugout or you're on the sideline or you're wherever, and you look out at this athlete and you can see physically Things are not going well. What What's that look like from your perception when they're kind of off target? Yeah, that's really, really interesting because I could tell you tons of times when before, a let's say, a pitcher falls apart, you can see it coming. Yeah. You can see tension. You can see um, lack of visual focus. So their eyes are darting around all over the place. Facial expressions. They just don't have that calm, I'm in control sort of demeanor. Yep. Um, you know, when you have somebody who's really nervous or whatever, you can see it in their face. You can see it in their posture. Part of that, if let's uh, talk to coaches or now, part of that is knowing your players. If you don't know what a Absolutely. particular player's posture is normally or when they are performing well, you won't know to recognize it when it's not going well. Right. So knowing those players and like, you know, when you have kids, you kind of know you're nervous about something. What's going on? And typically what's a teenager's response? Nothing. Nothing. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Right. I can tell. I can tell by the way you walk. I can tell by the way you respond verbally. I can tell by your facial expression, whatever. I can tell something's wrong. Getting them to, and now talk to the athletes. If someone asks you that, somebody you trust and can confide in, answer honestly. Because it can really just help you just to say, I'm really worried about my algebra test tomorrow. Okay, fine. Let's let's give you something to focus on now in practice. Let's let's work through this. And then when we're done, we can go back to worrying about algebra and getting that homework done or assignments done or whatever you need to do. Right. And, and so then the, the last step there in the focus cycle, just the emotion. So somebody who is lacking physical toughness or mental toughness, what, what's that, what's that usually feel like kind of emotion wise versus when they're, when they're on target, how, how can you, how can you kind of tell that there's just a different emotion to them? 
Well, I think some people manifest it in different ways. Some are fear. So they get very fearful. So that's their anxiety. If they're not mentally tough, they're worried about something that other people or they feel like they shouldn't be worried about. Um, Sometimes it's anger. They may be mad at themselves because they're not mentally tough. Um, It could be that they withdraw. So they become really, really quiet because they're fearful or angry or whatever. So again, knowing your athletes. Um, I know my son and daughter would manifest those things in completely different ways. And they have the exact same parents. (laughs) They have the same DNA pool, but they manifest their fear and their lack of toughness or whatever in completely different ways. So again, knowing your athletes is important. If you're an athlete who, you know, when you get worried about something, you go to your room and you turn on Netflix and you put your headphones on and that's you and you're you're just reserved and you kind of withdraw within, then that's a telltale sign. Like if you go to practice and you realize I haven't talked to anybody on my team the entire day, something's wrong. Mm -hmm. Whether you recognize it or not, something is bothering you. And then at that point, then perhaps an external solution, go talk to your friends, go, go laugh it up a little bit, go encourage someone else. You go and encourage. So I find that in my own life, the more encouraging I am focused on being to someone else, the better I feel. Yep, for sure. That, that's that's awesome stuff. I'm, I'm, I appreciate the in every single one of those boxes that we're trying to kind of separate topics from other boxes come up because you can't ever really completely separate all of this stuff. Uh, but that that's, that's the whole purpose of the focus cycle. Let's be aware of what's going on so that we can be intentional with our response. So here's your tool for the week. Take out your notebook. What you need to write down those four things when you're, when you're starting to kind of get off target and you're not feeling physically tough. What is it that you're focusing on? Maybe it's in the middle of running sprints for you and you you can't help but focus on how tired you are or how sore your legs are. What is it that you're saying? Are you saying things like, I just don't know if I can do this again? What What is it that your body's doing? Is your, your heart's racing because you're not controlling your breathing rate and so your heart rate just gets out of control and then you start to feel anxious physically and just emotion-wise, when you're not feeling physically tough, is it is it that fear that Jamie talked about? Is that is it a lack of confidence? And then right down after that, what are you going to do to take back control? So I'm going to focus on this sprint, not the next one, not the last one, not what my legs feel like, not what my lungs feel like. I'm going to focus on this sprint. What am I going to say to myself instead of just listening to that voice in the back of my head? I'm going to say, I can, I will over and over and over and over. With, with your body, get your hands off your knees, stand up tall, send that message physically that I am fine and I am in control and I can do this. And then, and then emotionally, that's going to lead to you feeling a lot more confident and a lot more in control. Or, or maybe it's a mental toughness thing and you're maybe you lose a huge account at the worst possible time at work. Well, instead of focusing on what that's going to do to the bottom line, focus on what's next. Instead of just listening to that negative self-talk, what are you going to say? And write that down in that notebook. How are you going to control your breathing? How are you going to control your body's physical posture? And and then all that, the emotional piece, What instead of just going with the emotions that you feel because of the situation, create the emotions that you want using the rest of the focus cycle. Jamie, thank you so much for joining us today. It's It's been great. We really appreciate it. Awesome. I love it. 
If you want some additional help with this topic, connect with us online at mentaltrainingplan.com or on our social media accounts, mentaltrplan. Until next time, don't settle for average. Make a plan and put it to work.